Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness. That was good. You guys are pros. The bats. Relentless refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL Week 15. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. On this show, we're going to discuss the Thursday night football slate, the Week 15 DFS main slate, and we'll build some lineups. Here to join me is one of the top fantasy rankers and projectors in the business, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? We got another fantastic Thursday night football matchup. I'm sure Al Michaels is super excited for this. Yeah, apparently he got taken off the playoff coverage for NBC this year. Maybe because oh. of that Charger game uh, that him and Dungey like, just fell asleep during, oh. like I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Damn, I like Al Michaels, though. I do, too. Um, I mean, this year, Thursday night, earlier in the year, he kind of, I think it was that Saints-Jaguars game, he was a little bit shaky but he seems to have turned it around maybe he heard the the criticism he seemed pretty sharp these last few weeks so yeah i i mean he's one of my favorite of all time so yeah uh, that's Same. a curious decision but uh we will uh jump into this week's thursday night game in a second just want to remind everyone that uh, if you leave a five-star rating and review you can win a free year of an action pro sub or if you already have one you can win uh, you can choose to to take some swag from the action store instead. Uh, this week's winner, R Grossman six seven seven zero. So, uh, shouts to you. Thank you for the five star rating and review. Shouts to uh, Rex Grossman too. It must be a Rex Grossman fan. Be funny if it was just Rex Grossman. Uh, <laughs> but uh, R Grossman six seven seven zero. You can email podcasts at Action Network dot com to claim your prize and don't forget we also have the action network discord server for anyone who wants to join it's free lots of fun sean has been in there giving fantasy advice sweating live bets all that good stuff so go check it out link in the episode description all right let's break down some thursday night football so we got chargers at the raiders vegas favored by three of course, the Chargers know Justin Herbert at quarterback. Season-ending thumb injury for him. Total is 34, so we're expecting another one of these low-scoring games. I mean, just like last week, it was a total close at like 31. Now we have another uh, 34. Did, I mean, it was at 29 and a half at one point. Yeah, yeah. I think Michael was 30. 30, yeah. Because Al yeah. Michaels uh, remarked <laughs> when it went – I think it went over in the first half, too. Yeah. Yep, so that just kind of shows you that – you know, it's week to week league, a lot of variance, and that's what we're trying to take advantage of, especially in DFS. So, yeah. Well, you know, the median outcome is a low scoring game. Uh, don't get kind of caught up in that and, and make it stop you from making some of the, you know, the plays that might be a little less popular. But uh, who are you rolling with in the captain spot in this one? Oh, 
Uh, so I'm going with Josh Jacobs here. Uh, you know, he left the game and he missed practice to start the week with the knee injury. So we have to monitor his status, obviously. But, um, you know, if he if he does play, it likely means he is closer to 100%. I can't imagine them rolling him out there if he's banged up. Uh, so I think people might shy away from him due to the injury. But if he's playing, I think this is a spot where the, the Raiders are going to lean heavily on the run. I, I just don't see the Chargers putting up too many points here with Easton stick on her center and, you know, Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett and Donald Parham are all banged up. Uh, so it could be a rough game for the chargers offense. And we've seen the Raiders just be run heavy whenever they can. So could be a good spot for Josh Jacobs, definitely a captain worthy play. Uh, and if he's out, you know, I might play Zamir white in the captain slot. He'll probably just take over Josh Jacobs role with Amir Abdullah, probably seeing most of the passing down work. But th- again, this is a game where whoever the early down back is for the Raiders, could eat and you know they drafted Zamir White to potentially be Jacobs replacement uh they weren't sure if they were going to re-sign him or whatnot so I think this could be a Zamir White breakout game so uh if Jacobs is playing I'm using him and if he's out I'm gonna use Zamir White in the captain slot screw it yeah it's uh the options are kind of it's it's a toss-up with this you know you could play a lot of different guys Mm -hmm. in his captain spot because everyone has some kind of uncertainty whether it's due to you know quarterback injuries their own injuries playing time so I'm gonna go with the guy who saw a little bit of a dip in playing time and lost his quarterback and that's Austin Eckler uh you know this is a division game and well yeah like the Raiders are favored by three this Aiden O'Connell versus Easton Stick (laughs) the Chargers could easily control this game from wire to wire and I, I think you know with everyone you know having to kind of bump Eckler down a little bit in their projections, um, you know, people who are, you know, just going by like, you know, raw value or whatnot, you know, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen might pop more, uh, you know, receivers, guys like that, even with the, these quarterback, the quarterback situation. So uh, I'm going to just kind of take, take what the slate is giving me with Eckler here and uh, go up against this Vegas run funnel defense, 12th against the pass. Uh, they, like to limit the explosive passes, but they are 23rd in DVOA against the run. And, you know, Eckler, I mean, yeah, they talked about, okay, we need to, to kind of get the running game going, go with the hot hand, but I don't, I don't really trust Josh Kelly or Isaiah Spiller to get the hot hand. I think Eckler, I think that kind of motivated Eckler last week. Thought he looked the best he has all season. And, even though it has been a frustrating season, if you drafted him thinking you were going to get at least somewhat close to, you know, McCaffrey type production, he's still averaging 17.2 touches, 84 scrimmage yards per game. And he does have six touchdowns in 10 games. So uh, I think this is one, you know, we saw this Monday night, how you know, thought the Packers were a good bet to win. I think they were favored by six on the road and, or five, five or six on the road. And in the, the Dolphins were favored by double digits, and both of those teams struggled. So I think uh, I'm kind of betting against the Raiders having a positive game script here. Mm. And, of course, this will be the time the Chargers to show up. You know, the minute Justin Herbert goes down <laughs> yeah. and the season's essentially over, that would be oh. the most Charger thing possible for <laughs> Eckler to get, like, 200 yards, three touchdowns in this game. Like Absolutely. After, after, when everyone's, like, starting to worry a little bit. So – Got to go with Eckler uh, this week just because I think think he's a little bit more contrarian than, you know, you would ever have thought a guy drafted like second overall or could be. So True. From- yeah, he still uh, has a very high ceiling. And did, exactly. didn't, we see, didn't we see Aiden O'Call versus Easton Stick in week one of the preseason? Oh, my God. I was about to say. we. <laughs> oh, no. It was, uh, we saw the Rams, it was the Rams versus Chargers. So yeah, it was, like it was Brett, uh, what was it? Ripping Ripping Ripping? No, Stetson. Brett. It was Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett versus Brett. Ripping, but a lot of these. No, no, not matchup. versus Brett Ripping. It was it was Stetson Bennett versus Easton Stick. No, no, no. Wasn't it? Wasn't it the 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 Niners? Wasn't it the Niners? Uh, no, that was a few years ago. We saw Trey uh, Lance's yeah, debut. But I'm just saying, a lot running together. Being a preseason degenerate has prepared me for this season because, like Tommy right. DeVito, Tyson Bajan, all these guys, mm-hmm. I watched plenty of in the preseason. Uh, it's just hilarious how I think that that game we went to was like foreshadowing this week as well so um yeah it should be a bar burner and you know it's also hilarious 
for as bad as all these quarterbacks have been in the league this year, we going, you know, some team second, third, fourth string, even quarterback. <laughs> the one who looks the worst is probably Bryce Young. Wow. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's pretty, pretty sad. Hopefully the, uh, Panthers can turn things around, uh, you know, clean house. Uh, but uh, I digress. Who do you like for value? Uh, so obviously this is a slate where you're playing kickers. So like Daniel Carlson's probably a great play. Uh, but I'm going to go with a receiver here, Josh Palmer. Uh, you know, it sounds like he's closer to 100% from his knee injury uh, and he's expected to play. So, you know, if Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett, Donald Parham all banged up, uh, they might need Palmer to step up. And we've seen at, Quentin Johnson has looked great uh, the past couple weeks. He's heating up. So I think people, again, I, I thought that people were kind of souring on him a bit too early. I think his ownership's going to be pretty high here, uh, which could open the door for Palmer being a great you know player that's overlooked. So he could step up as you know a top two target, depending on Keenan's health. Uh, but I think Palmer's going to have a good game and people might be trending more Quinton's way right now. So I think uh, Palmer might be overlooked here. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, Quentin finally started to pop off uh, Palmer first game back. So a little more uncertainty there. So yeah, yeah. definitely like uh, fading Quentin and, and pivoting to Palmer. Uh, I'll go with Hunter Renfro. It was between Michael Mayer and Hunter Renfro for me. Uh, but I, for whatever reason, it just seems like O'Connell likes to target Renfro. It seems like this coaching staff, uh made it a point to kind of get Renfro more involved. Now the Raiders are home favorites with a low total. So, you know, that might drive a little bit of ownership off of, of Renfro because you don't really like the the you know median projected game script would really not favor him. But I mean the Raiders didn't score last week. So you know they, they had to keep kind of throwing the ball and uh Renfro over his last three games averaging four catches for forty six yards. He's only four K on DraftKings so even without a touchdown, that gets you pretty close to, to hitting value. If, uh, especially if this game is as low scoring as the uh, Vegas odds imply, I, I don't necessarily, you know, we saw the Patriots and Steelers last week, so I don't need to remind people that that could go either way. But uh, Renfro averaging a fifty nine percent route participation rate. Uh, excuse me, he had a fifty nine route participation rate last week coming off the bye and that was his highest since week eight so it looks like they got made a concerted effort to get him even more involved and uh it's been at least 47 percent in the last each of the last four games with antonio pierce and the chargers they've stanley's been making some changes in personnel uh in that secondary uh you know to kind of shore up all the weeks that they've continuously had at different points in a year but right now Isang Bassey has been getting time in the slot, and he's ranked uh, 95th in PFF grade out of 119 qualifiers at cornerback. So I do think the Raiders, you know, to move the ball, uh, especially, you know, if Jacobs is banged up, I mean, they might, they could use Renfro as almost like an extension of the running game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but just, you know, if you're doing a lot of lineups, make sure you also get fade him and, and get some charges defense. Cause I feel like every time I watch Hunter Renfro, he has like a key fumble. So that's the only thing. It's like he can he can get open and uh he can make things happen, but he does fumble a lot, but still like him here. And uh, remember, Hunter Renfro was uh, what, a hundred catch guy just uh yeah. year little over a year ago. So it, I love how you can kind of get uh a, a dude that's still, you know, twenty-eight years old in his prime, capable of catching, you know, six balls a game. And you're getting him for you know, barely 4K in DFS. He's like an afterthought at this point. So, yeah, give me some Renfro. Yeah, his route run rate was like 60%, but Trey Tucker was all the way down to 5%. So if they um, if they have a more nor- – I-, I guess they use less three wide, um, but if they use the same out going forward, I think Renfro could be closer to 65 70% route run rate if they're phasing out Tucker that much. Yeah, I don't know. It was it, it was just I mean, it was just a weird game, uh, yeah. honestly. So <laughs> hard to take away too much. Those from things it. could kind of those things can kind of jump around. So I mean, yeah. I think Tucker's a, a solid play too, because I'm sure some people are gonna look at that yeah. at that snap rate and be like, oh well, can't play Tucker, but <laughs> that's exactly when you play Tucker. Exactly. But, but I do think Renfro just, you know, pure value uh play who had who does have upside 
uh, is a great play. Uh, who do you like for dart throw? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, this is an awful game, so let's just really go down the list here and let's go with Isaiah Spiller. Uh, because last week, you know, there were reports, um, you know, the Chargers were going to split carries between Eckler and Kelly. But what ended up happening was Spiller was active uh, and he saw a season high six carries. So, uh, you know, with Justin Herbert out for the season now, unfortunately, the Chargers are just, you know, looking ahead to next year and beyond. So it would make sense to get Spiller more work, see what he's got. Uh, and we saw that last week, we could see that more here. So in a, in a single game slate like this, now's the time to kind of take a dart throw on a guy like him. It wouldn't shock me if he gets like 10 plus touches here. I wouldn't say that's his median, obviously, but uh, it would just make sense for the Chargers to give him an extended look, kind of like what they did last week. So uh, he's a dart throw for sure, but I think Spiller is in play here. Yeah, and now I'm remembering, wasn't it Rams Chargers preseason? Because didn't we see Elijah Dotson, who they just cut? Go off for like yeah. two, three touchdowns. Yeah, I that said was, it was that... the, it was the two oh, yeah, LA yeah. teams. It was yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so that and it's interesting yeah. that they cut Dodson and they're if they're looking to spark their run game because I mean he he, he was breaking off big play after big play in the preseason. I mean it is preseason, so that tells yeah, you we need to know about that. Spiller but. is a fourth round pick. Uh, he does have some upside, so they they got to give him a look now. But yeah, Dodson did look really good in that game. Yeah, I mean Josh Kelly was like a post hype. Like it looked like he was going to be just off the roster, and then all of a sudden he just kind of worked his way into, uh, you know, yeah. like the one B to, to Eckler. So maybe that's maybe that's Spiller's reality uh, next season. So yeah, that'll be interesting. But definitely noticed that uh, that they, it seemed like it was really Kelly was the guy they were looking to kind of dial yeah. back his usage. So maybe he's the contrarian play <laughs> for the slate. But <laughs> I'm going with uh, Donald Parham Jr. here and. He he does have a shoulder injuries. He did, but he did practice Monday. When a guy practices Monday, usually that means they're going to be good to go. They might even get removed completely from the injury report by Thursday. The Raiders are 25th in DVOA against tight end, so I think he's a good bet for a touchdown, which you know always is what you're looking for on a slate like this with a, a cheap player. He has 10 red zone targets this year, seven targets inside the 10 yard line, and he's caught four touchdown receptions on just 22 catches this year so uh if he catches a ball pretty pretty decent shot better than most that he's going to catch a touchdown now you know granted that's with justin herbert but this is a what he's like six eight six eight guys so if the Chargers are able to work it down into the the red zone maybe they'll get a turn you know o'connell's can take some sacks or throw some picks uh, and they get a short field uh, i think parham could pop for a touchdown so he is my uh dark throw for this one pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely but when it comes to a great shave you don't have to shell out tons of cash harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced underperforming products and decided to do something better they found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands so you never wonder if you overpaid Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's jump to the main 
slate for Sunday, and uh, we'll break down the three-game Saturday slate in our night shift episode, uh, along with the Sunday and Monday night DFS slates. That'll be out uh, later in the week. But uh, for now, talk main slate here. Got a pretty pretty full slate still because no team is on bye anymore. So who do you like as far as stacks? Yeah, so I love a Joe Flacco, Amari Cooper stack. Uh, Flacco's 5,500 and Cooper's 6K. Uh, you could also throw in David Joku there, who's 4,700, but I think after last week, cat's out of the bag on him. Uh, so I'm fine with just stacking these two or three players against the Bears. Um, and I had mentioned on our previous pod that Flacco has really injected life in this passing offense. And, you know, Cooper has seen a target on 31% of his routes run with Joe Flacco. Um, you know, he had a good seven catch game last week, but we've yet to see like a patented Amari Cooper eruption game. And I think that could be coming. So uh, in DFS specifically, I love, you know, stacking Flacco and Cooper. I think he's just going to funnel a ton of targets his way, um, especially if Jerome Ford is unable to play. They might lean on the pass even more. This is a pass funnel defense in the Bears. So I, I just love investing in this Browns offense right now. Um, and then for my other one, uh, I like a Ram stack with uh, Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua. But instead of throwing in Cooper Cup, I'm going to throw in our boy Demarcus Robinson, uh, who's a lot more than just running wind sprints out there. I mean, he has been an integral part of this passing offense for like four games now. Yep. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of people are going to stack Stafford and Nakua and maybe throw in Cup. But, you know, this is the time to invest in Robinson. Uh, ran around on 98% of Stafford, Stafford dropbacks last week. Mainly due to Tutu Atwell uh, having to leave the game. So if if Tutu Atwell and or Tyler Higby remain out, you know, Robinson could continue to be, you know, top two, top three target for Matthew Stafford in what should be a really good matchup against the Commanders. They allow a ton of explosive plays. So I like stacking them, but having Robinson in there as being sort of a contrarian stack uh, for the Rams. Yeah, and even the last two weeks before Atwell went down, Robinson, because they're – they're they're essentially Robinson. They're direct backups for each other. So one yeah. of them goes out, the other one goes in. And Robinson ran more routes than Atwell each of those two weeks as well. And I think the reason he's playing more is because number one, he gives them more size, and number two, run blocking. You know, he's a great run blocker, and he's you know he's actually been more consistent as a receiver than Atwell, who's more of a a big play kind of guy mm. uh, not the same type of receiver so I think you know with cutback and, and Akua kind of giving you the finesse you don't really you know Atwell is more of a, a rotational guy like a, a deep a true rotational like deep threat big play splash guy kind of like that they don't need him to be an every down player so yeah I think I think even when if Atwell is healthy I think you're going to continue to see Robinson uh, very involved in this offense so love that one uh I'm I'm gonna go in that same game on the other side because, nice. you know, obviously Stafford's going to be popular. Sam Howell, though, tw- 20 or more DraftKings points in six straight games coming off the bye. And, of course, you have Terry McLaurin, a squeaky wheel, zero catches. He said he was just running wind sprint. No, he, what did he say? He was just doing cardio. That's what he yeah. said. He was just doing cardio <laughs> in that game against the Dolphins. No catches on three targets. So, you know, they're, you know, especially coming off the bye, Ron Rivera's been talking about it. The enemy's been talking about it. It's all, you know, everyone's talking about it in Washington. <laughs> so, you know, they're going to work up some type of shot plays, schemed looks, do something to get this man five, six catches in his game. <laughs> because this has been, I mean, part. I, I think he never really fully recovered from that. Or maybe it's nagging. Like, I think he had a, a like a turf toe type injury in the preseason yeah. or the offseason. And a lot of times guys end up playing through injuries and you don't hear about it until after the year because they don't, you know, they're not like, they can still play. So they're not popping up on the injury report, but I don't think Terry is exactly what he was in the past, but you know, he's also running a lot of hitch routes and just routes that don't really give you uh, the chance at big plays. So I feel like with this bye week, it's coming, it's coming late, but it's coming at a good time to invest in him coming off three, uh, coming off zero catches. So love that Howell, Terry McLaurin stack. And you can add a third, like Curtis Samuel, uh, I like as well. Um, 
because this could be a shootout in SoFi. You know, no weather to worry about. The Rams 20th in DVOA against pass and against number one receivers. And then I have a one that's a bit more contrarian. Tommy DeVito going up against the Saints. And this Saint defense is not great. And they're banged up, dealing with some injuries. And they played, they just came up playing Bryce Young and a Panther. So of course they didn't their numbers are gonna kind of be inflated and look a little better than what they really are. But since week eight, the Saints are 26th in EPA per play on defense, excluding uh, turnovers, which, you know, obviously tur- uh, you know, kind of drastically influence EPA per play. So a lot of times you want to look at it without turnovers. And against the past, they're 27th since week eight. So this defense has not been the same. And we DeVito is competent. And what I like about him is not only is he cheap because you're not accounting for the Monday night football game the price that came up before that, but all his receivers are super cheap as well. And they all played at least 80% of the snaps. The Giants really only used four receivers coming off the bye against the Packers on that in that game. Slayton played 96%, uh, was on the field for 96% of the dropbacks, Hyatt 89%, and then Wandale Robinson 81%. And then you had Hodgins as a you know situational red zone threat playing about 20%, and that was it. No Shepard, Cambo was inactive. And uh, and Oshevsky doesn't get playing time, so this you're getting Wandale thirty seven hundred on DK and fifty three hundred on Fanduel, Slayton thirty one hundred, and uh, and Hyatt thirty two hundred, and you know Wandale is the guy that popped for the big game in prime time. So I actually like going with Hyatt and or Slayton more because they're also the downfield guys, uh, and so you're getting super cheap quarterback, super cheap downfield weapons. And DeVito, seven and a half yards per attempt in four of his last five appearances. Remember, the league average is about six nine seven point oh. So, you know, he's been playing well. The Saints defense has not. And they play the second most man in the league, DeVito, uh, a touchdown rate versus man coverage of 8% compared to 3% versus zone coverage. His passer rating against man coverage is 90. His passer rating against zone coverage is 80. So, good Good matchup under the radar for DeVito, even though it's a low total and just super cheap receivers. And you know, the Saints, especially if they get some of their guys back, like maybe Taysom, maybe Rashid Shahid, mm-hmm. they could put up some points as well. So this is a sneaky shootout indoors uh, that I don't think anyone would be expecting. So love this. Uh, love that. DeVito, Hyatt, Slayton, and or Wandale as a contrarian. Stat. Yeah, I like it. The, the Saints defense left um... – Chark open. I think he dropped it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mingo was wide open for. I had the under in that game. I was so lucky that Mingo didn't catch up to that. It was a horrible throw by Bryce Young. But who knows? Maybe Tommy and DeVito would stick it in there. But yeah, Hyatt, that's good news for Hyatt. Uh, it just seems like the Saints blew coverage a few times and the Panthers weren't able to take advantage. So it does seem like a, a sneaky spot. It's pretty sad. Like, if I need a quarterback to go down the field to win me a game, like, do or die, I'm. Abs- 100 times out of 100 taking Tommy DeVito over Bryce Young right now. Oh, like it's, I mean, yeah. you have to. You have, yeah. you have to take him over Daniel Jones, too, pretty much at this point. Yeah. But What about Tim uh, Boyle? Would you rather have Bryce Young no. or Tim Boyle? Tim Boyle. Easily. Okay. Like, that's not even – I mean, yeah, he looked bad in that start on the Jets, but Tim Boyle has, like, covered a couple of games. Bryce Young has covered, like, True. like once or twice in his career. One, He's only won once. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's just like the sample keeps growing. That's the, that's the thing. It's like a lot of these guys, usually backups are so like, or bad quarterbacks are so bad that they don't get five, 600, 700 dropbacks. Like that's the thing that's concerning about Bryce Young is just, it just, it's not getting better. And the sample size is growing and it's a little different from like, I know Reich's a bad coach, but it's a little different from the Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer situation, which was clearly just a Urban Meyer situation. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's thing it's time to worry, but you know we'll see what happens uh, next season. But who do you like for dart throws on the main slate? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Uh, so a quarterback, you know Zach Wilson sticks out. He's forty nine hundred against the Dolphins. Played at a very high level last week. He looks yep. phenomenal. Uh, probably going to be short lived, but who knows? You know, 
buy in for one more week. Uh, I think he's worth a flyer here. You know, it should be a pass-heavy game script against the Dolphins. You know, Ramsey doesn't shadow wide receivers, so it should be easy for the Jets to just line Garrett Wilson up on the other side. Can still target him at a high rate. So I think this is a good spot for Zach Wilson uh, below 5K here. Uh, at running back, you know, I'm going to go Devin Singletary at 5,400 against the Titans. It's been almost impossible to project how Houston's backfield is going to shake out uh, the past few weeks. But last week, you know, Singletary became the lead back again for them. Uh, could have been due to the negative game script. Uh, it seems like they do like to get him more involved when it's, you know, they're trailing. So, you know, with Stroud potentially missing this week, the Titans are two and a half point favorites. It could be more of a Singletary game. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons might be out again for Tennessee, which is, you know, a huge blow to their D line, of course. And I think Davis Mills might be more willing to check down to his running back. So could be a good spot for Singletary. Could be sneaky here at 5,400. At wide receiver, going to have to go with Demario Douglas at 3,900 against the Chiefs, assuming he returns this week finally. Uh, you know, it's a tougher matchup. He'll, he'll probably see a lot of Trent McDuffie in the slot. But at 3,900, he's still going to see targets, probably still worth it. So I do like him there. Uh, and then Chigukwanku, way too cheap at 2900 Uh He's been heating up. And then Josh Wiley was out last game. So he saw a massive uh, route percentage. Uh, he had a 78% route participation rate. Went off for five catches, 46 yards against uh, the Dolphins. So I, I think if even if Wiley does return, he's probably still worth 2900 That's not That's not too high. Uh, but if he's out again, I mean, he's going to be a no-brainer play at this price. Yeah, I mean, five. It took the Titans long enough. I mean, just get, <laughs> get this dude the ball in space. He's great after the catch. He's explosive. Uh, I'm really surprised. They, I mean, it seemed like the whole year they were just trying to figure out how to throw to Westbrook, Akine, and Chris Moore. Like, just <laughs> go to your big tight what? end who can run. Yeah, let uh, Levis <laughs> throw it around uh, to Chig, among all people. Like, yeah. that would be pretty fun. Uh so I got, I think second, I think I mentioned him last week too, uh, but second week in a row, like Kareem Hunt, uh, he's still under 5K on DraftKings and under 6K on FanDuel. And I don't really understand why, because him and Jerome Ford are pretty much splitting early down work. And Hunt is the goal line short yardage back, So whereas Ford is the passing down back. Now, it is, you know, I know it's PBR. So yes, Ford is still going to be the higher projected player. But he's dealing with, he's banged up. I think he has a, a wrist injury. But either way, Hunt knows the name of the game, and that's scoring touchdowns. He has, he scored in six of his last nine games, kind of a little bit under the radar because he, he joined the Browns a couple of games into the season after that Nick Chubb injury. And since he's joined the team, he's gotten 75%, nine out of the 12 carries inside the five yard line. So, that you know his touchdown seven touchdowns in the last nine games that's not a fluke that is uh, essentially how they're using him which is a bit different than we thought of him with you know that he was used with Chubb where he's more of like the passing down compliment mm-hmm. now he's like the short yardage go like he's like the Zeke in this offense <laughs> so uh like Kareem Hunt at 4700 home favorite against the Bears Rico Dowdle mentioned him on a pile last week uh, his usage is going up, and this Cowboy offense—I mean, it's 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 just so explosive that if a guy's getting touches in this snaps and touches in this offense, uh, you want to invest, especially at forty six hundred on DK, fifty five hundred on Fanduel at Buffalo could be a shootout. Uh, Dowdle, fifteen carries and three targets in the red zone this year. Last five games, he's averaging nine touches for forty scrimmage yards, and he scored three three touchdowns in his last five games. So. Uh, he has been cutting into Tony Pollard's work. I know it's frustrating for Pollard owners, but, uh, you know, for DFS pur- purposes, Dowdle is a guy who I think you want to invest in. Uh, you already mentioned Demarcus Robinson. Love him. 98% route participation last week. Got a touchdown in back-to-back games with over 45 yards uh, in each. And, again, Washington dead last in pass defense. Already mentioned Wandale. So I like both Robinsons under 4K. Uh, Wandale and Demarcus, uh, and then Tucker Craft, just three K at Tampa Bay, forty seven hundred on Fanduel, ninety eight percent route participation last game on Monday night against the Giants, eighty seven percent route participation over his last three. Mispriced due to appearing on Monday Night Football, where the prices have already come out for this slate. 
but he caught four balls for 64 yards against the Giants, a 43-yard long gain, uh, three for 37 on six targets against KC, nothing to write home about, but you know, six targets in your second start, also nothing to sneeze at. And then in his first start, he caught a touchdown, a couple of catches, but a touchdown. So he's kind of, you know, hasn't had like that true breakout where he combines a lot of yardage with a touchdown. But, uh, you know, based on how he's been performing and, and the fact that Luke Musgrave remains out, uh, I think you know, a breakout could be coming anytime for Kraft, who wasn't taken that far after Musgrave in the draft right. and has some talent uh, for himself. And Tampa Bay, eighth most schedule adjusted targets per game and the ninth most schedule adjusted receiving yards per game to the tight end position uh, per FTN. So like Kraft, they're just 3K. I think that's a, uh, a steal with some high upside. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's go uh, build a lineup. Let's go to DraftKings. Uh, you, I think I went first last week, so you're yeah. up. Oh, boy. All right, I'm going to go with Zeke at 5,800. <laughs> My man. I would have definitely taken, it, taken him, too. Yeah. Uh, he sticks out like a sore thumb right there. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, every snap, he's not coming off the field. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see what I want to do here. Oh, let's go Stafford at 6K. Yep, I Love was considering that. him. Yeah, uh, 10 touchdowns, Pur- one pick, last three. 6K, I'll uh, take it. I was going to go with him or Purdy, so thanks for uh, but yeah, I think I've had forcing. Purdy the last two weeks. He's, okay. he's another one. It's it's uh, my turn, I guess. Uh, I'm going to take Garrett Wilson at 5,800. Again, I think he should be able to avoid Ramsey. I think I think he'll still have a good game here. All right. I'll go Trey McBride at 5,200. That price is too oh, low for him. Damn it. Yeah, I was, I was just looking at that and looking at the Niners against tight ends recently. They've had, like, the easiest schedule I've ever seen Yeah, against tight ends. And, like, and all they got of them guys still, banged up, too, yeah. on defense, so... Yeah, I was I was gonna go with him. Damn it! Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Mari Cooper. I've been talking him up. He's only six K. Uh, Got to go with Cooper here. All right, like it, like it. Give me Rashad White at seven K. Mm-hmm. This guy has just been so <laughs> consistent week in week out, running the ball, catching the ball. I mean, great breakout uh, sophomore year for. Yep. Rashad White and Packers defense we know they tend to be shaky against the run but and they gave you know they gave a big game to Saquon Barkley so mm-hmm. right up White's alley I still think he's too cheap even though he's up to 7k yeah like it uh well I'm gonna take first stab at defense you know I hate doing this but uh <laughs> it's rough uh I I'm gonna just go with the Chiefs at 3900 uh this is a get right spot for them uh Zappy looked okay last week but it could come unraveling anytime soon so i like their upside here so i'll go with the chiefs at 3900 <laughs> hedging your zeke uh play with oh, the am chiefs, I? oh i didn't even think about that <laughs> come on man. Uh, you wake know, up. Pick I mean, that, well i could not, like, really gonna affect it that much because like zeke is gonna Intercept. get all the touches yeah get get a pick six and then just keep dunk, dumping <laughs> it off to zeke I, I don't mind zeke in a trailing game script bring it on all right Ooh, i'm just gonna take advantage of another uh, mispriced player for Monday night. Regardless who plays and who's out, Jaden Reed, 4,900, mm. too cheap at this point. Not only is he catching a lot of footballs these days, which especially on DraftKings is great, but he's also getting those, you know, one, two, three, even four carries in, in a lot of these games. So, you know, three of his last four games, he has multiple carries. So that always raises the floor. And he actually ran one in uh, twice in the last four games. He had a rushing touchdown, including on Monday night. So uh, Jaden Reed sticks out like a sore thumb under under 5K at this point against a Bucks defense that's just been bad. Yeah. Um, all right. Trying to decide if I should spend up. Let me, um, I'm going to go with, this is a tough call. Yeah, I'll just 
go with CD Lamb right now, and I'll figure it out later. <laughs> uh, he's ninety. He's ninety two hundred. But if Tyreek Hill's out this week, uh, just he has a huge edge over the rest of the field. I I don't think he's priced too high either. Uh, I rarely spend up at wide receiver. I think this is a good spot. Should be a pass heavy uh, game, and Lamb is just playing at such a high level. Uh, I'll just spend up there, and I'll I'll figure out my plan from here. All right. I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong with CUM. I got him ranked number <laughs> number one right now with the yeah. uncertainty with Hill. Yep. So I'm going to do what I love to do in these kind of spots. And I'm going to take a guy who was terrible in his last game and expect the team to try to do everything in their power to correct it. And I already got some correlation because I got Stafford. So give me Terry McLaurin at 5,600. Nice. Uh, I can you can bet anything that coming off zero catches, they are going to look to scheme him the ball. And he doesn't. He also doesn't have a hundred yard receiving game yet this year. So I bet he's looking for that. I bet they're looking for that. And uh, you get that three point bonus if it were to happen. So fifty six hundred, nice little depressed price for for Terry in a game that should be a shootout indoors. So do yep. it. Love that, like, 5,500 to 6K range at wide receiver. There's yep. some really good options, including Terry. Says the guy who um, just got up on CD Lamb. <laughs> I know. Well, I took two of these guys. <laughs> I have uh, Garrett Wilson and Amari Cooper. Yep. See, yeah, it allows them. you to get, like, yeah. an expensive guy like CD Lamb. Um, and there's some good cheap options, too, which, which is why I did that. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with uh, – I do have to spend down at some point. And you already took – both onesie positions, so I'm like attacking around the edges right now. Uh, so I, I'm going to take this guy because I, I I don't want you to take him. Um, like I said, you have the lo- onesie positions locked up, so if I get him, the plan can go through. Demarcus Robinson, my flex <laughs> at 3600, and I I love him at this price, and I'm projecting two two Atwell to play. Mm-hmm. So if he's out, I'm going to love D Rob at this price. So give and I, I felt like. You might take him, so I'm going to lock him at 3,600 here in my flex. Yeah, I was definitely thinking about it. The only reason I didn't pull the trigger was because, like you said, there actually are numerous options, Uh, and I have Stafford already, so I wasn't, like, in a hurry, but, yeah, I think he's he's a great pick. What uh, positions do you need left? I need a running back, a wide receiver, a flex, and a defense. I'm looking at defense now just so I can – uh, get a better idea of yeah. how much I have to spend. And yeah, let's roll with the trend and go with the Browns defense at home. Just 12.6 mm. points per game allowed uh, in Cleveland. Justin Fields has been playing better, but uh, still good for some sacks and potentially some turnovers as well. So 3,500, not cheap, but I uh, love the home favorite Browns defense who have been playing better at home yeah that's a good one uh yeah i'm gonna take another running back um i'm gonna go chuba hubbard at 5600 uh the only bright spot of this <laughs> panthers offense right now and you know it's should be a close game against the falcons um you know they're only getting three points so should be able to lean on hubbard uh so i think he, he has a big game here only 5600 so yeah i like running back like in this 5500 range seems like there's some pretty good value there yeah, the same. Like, there's a. This is one of those weeks. I feel like it's, it's a, it's a good slate. There seems to be a lot of value at all yeah. the different, all the different spots and, uh, and whatnot. So I'll go with my uh, punt play and pay down for Wandale Robinson uh, against the Saints. Nice. I like his matchup beyond you know beyond the fact that you know I'm not picking him just because he went off on on primetime, but going up against the Saints, uh, generally. Uh, they put Alante Taylor in the slot, and he's been one of the worst graded corners. And you also saw Wanda start to go downfield a little bit more, uh, even from the slot, which I think is big because he's been a good uh, a lock for four or five catches almost every game, but just needed uh, more yards per. And last game, 13.2 yards per catch, his second highest of the year. So you know, perhaps he can continue to do that. And also like the fact that you know, late in a year, we're getting a, another one of these indoor games. So I'll go Wandale, and that gives me a, a seventy fifty average for nice. a running back and a flex. 
Yeah, Wandale, I've been picking on his longest reception under 15 and a half <laughs> yards all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Discord was going along with it. And then yesterday it was under 13 and a half, it was minus 150. And they're like, do you see any value in that? I said, absolutely not. The books have caught on. Plus, yep. he might just start going off for six plus catch games, go more down downfield. And that's exactly what happened. So thank God I got off that train <laughs> early. Love his upside there at that price. I was definitely considering him or Robinson. Uh, so. Uh, I'm going tight end. Uh, I'm going to go with Tucker Craft here at 3K. I think you made a lot of great points. It was between him or Chig. I think both guys, um, you know, are mispriced due to, you know, playing on Monday Night Football. Both had good games. Uh, I, I don't need to save the extra $100 on Chig, so I like Kraft. Uh, his projection could be even better if, if Watson and Wicks are both ruled out uh, and Aaron Jones again. So I just love his upside here at 3K. Yeah, there's there's always seems to be a couple of those guys. Like last week, I thought uh, Kate Otten was another one that was like underpriced at that range, and he got the touchdown lead. Is just there's usually a tight end that you can find in that 3K range that uh, has no business being priced that well. All right, so this year has been death taxes and (laughs) target the Panther run defense. So I got to go with Bajan. 6,800 here. And his workload's been a little bit more consistent uh, coming mm-hmm. off the bye. Maybe Arthur Smith heard all the uh, angry fantasy owners because since the bye, I mean, he's been getting, you know, 15, 20 touches game in, game out. He's been getting the ball more uh, down by the goal line as well. And uh, Ritter had vultured a few touchdowns from him. So I think there's still meat on the bone with Bajan going against this hapless Panther team that will probably let the Falcons do have a lot of ball control. And I think the, you know, last week it was such a wonky game with that, with that Falcons and Ritter throwing for like three fifty. I think I had Drake London actually in our, in our lineups and that, mm. that ended up working out well, but yeah. this could be a completely different game script where uh, Falcons could have the ball, but uh, I think they keep it on the ground. Cause that's what Arthur Smith loves to do. So yeah. Bajan at, uh, at 6,800. Too cheap. Nice. He is too cheap. I was considering him there. Uh, so I have 7,100 left for my QB slot. No, look at that. Brock Purdy's just under that at 6,800. So give me Brock Purdy uh, against the Cardinals. Uh, might need to get his touchdowns early, but I, I, I think he will. So uh, I think he's a great play this week. Yeah, well, every week. I mean, <laughs> not this every week. week. Every week. The potential blowout factors every week for this team. Yeah, so because uh, they, how, that means Purdy's going to put up numbers if they blow that's up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so that, so I have 7,300. So there's a lot of ways I could go that are going to be really fun. Uh, I could go Saquon. Yep. I could go Saquon. Uh, I could go Puka and stack them with Stafford. I could go HN, which is always a fun one. But because you picked Brock Purdy, Mm. Oh, can I guess? <laughs> Ayuk, let's do it. I knew it. I knew Ayuk it. fumbled last game. Got to atone. Got to atone. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm scrolling through his game logs. I had to scroll for a while before the last time he didn't get. Before the last time he had sing, he has two single digit DraftKings games, and one of them is a nine point eight. So this guy's been high floor, high ceiling. Yeah. Seventy two hundred. Six catches and 150 yards against the Cardinals last game. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty much every week for him. He got, what, 128 last week, lost a fumble, didn't yeah. score for the first time in in five games. So, yeah, he's due. But uh, who do you got for your lineup? Recap. Uh, so I got Brock Purdy as my quarterback. My running backs um, are Zeke and Chuba Hubbard. Uh, my wide receivers are Garrett Wilson, Amari Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb. Love it. Uh, at tight end, I went cheap with uh, Tucker Craft. Flex, I went super cheap with Demarcus Robinson at 3,600. Uh, and then defense, uh, I went with the Chiefs going up against the Patriots at 3,900. Yeah, uh, I like that one. I like that lineup. Uh, I got Matthew Stafford at quarterback, 6K against the Commanders. Rashad White at running back, 7K at Green Bay. Bajan, 6,800 at Carolina. Then Jaden Reed, some correlation with uh, Rashad White, forty nine hundred against the Bucks. Some more correlation with Terry McLaurin going against the Rams at fifty six hundred, and then 
Got Wandale, 3,700 as my value play at New Orleans. My tight end is Trey McBride going up against the Niners, have him ranked in the top five this week at 5,200. And then more correlation, Ayuk on the other side of that, 7,200 at Arizona. And then the Browns defense at home against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good plays this week because I like both of our lineups yeah. a lot. Yeah, hopefully they can all stay healthy and right. No one's uh, <laughs> no one's a scratch by by the end of the week. But yeah, these these are both good. I think it's a good slate. You go stars and scrubs. You could just attack the mid range guys. A lot of different ways you can go. This is a really good slate. Yeah, it's going to be important uh, to go. Yeah, definitely go with some kind of uh, contrarian options in this slate because yeah, there's yeah. A, there are a lot of guys that are going to kind of stick out. And I think they're, even though there's going to be a lot of different lineup constructions, I, I think certain, you know, like, uh, like within those, I think some of the guys are going to like the guys we took are going to be popular. So definitely yeah. want to kind of mix it up and go completely off the wall with at least one, one or two or three, because uh, just so many options. And this is all, and we still got a three game Saturday slate on top of that. So oh. Love which, it. Uh, yeah, we'll, that'll, we'll break that down on the Night Shift uh, podcast, will be out, which will be out on Friday. But that's going to do it for us here on the Fantasy Flex Fantasy Preview for Week 15. For more fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our full player projections episode that's out right now over on the Action Network podcast channel. Every Friday, as I mentioned, we'll have the Night Shift actionnetwork.com for all of our nfl betting and fantasy content fantasylabs.com for our dfs tools and models don't forget to join the action network discord server link in the episode description you can find sean on x at the underscore odds maker i'm at chris raybon we're at those same handles on the free award winning action network app until next time let's get this one Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.